Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Ahmed from Body and Boxing out of London, United Kingdom. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm Thank very, very excited to today. have you here today and to really learn about what you do over there at um, Body and Boxing. But really, before we dive into the business side of things here, I would love to hear a very brief variation of your story as to why you decided to open your own gym. Well, it was a long process. I was a professional boxer. Actually, I started as amateur for the Italian national team. And uh, when I missed the chance to get to London Olympic Games, I decided to stop with my career and I didn't know what to do, I wanna be honest with you. And the funny part is I never want to be a trainer. Literally, it wasn't my goal in life to be a trainer. My goal was to, to be a boxer and in the future to train boxers. Uh, life wasn't deserving, wasn't deserving in this. And, uh, and that time I had to help with my, with my, my parents, was a bit like in need of money. And the easiest way for me at the time was be a trainer because everyone was knowing me and uh, whatever I was going in any gym or getting a job. So that's how I start. Um, and slowly, slowly I start to love it. It was a process, yeah. it was a process. It was kind of saying shifting from being a professional to get to a different in to the fitness industry, from sport to fitness. Uh, took a bit of time, but was for good. Yeah, so a little, <laughs> yeah, kind of had a journey. Like you went through some kind of bumps in your life, but ultimately, yeah. you know, because like you didn't expect when you were a little boy thinking, oh, I'm going to be a gym owner and I'm going to train people one day. No at all. <laughs> you probably saw your path a lot different, but here you are and now you have your own fitness facility. You sound like you really love what you do. Um, for our listeners, kind of give us an elevator pitch of body and boxing. Tell us who you are, what services you provide, and just kind of paint a picture for us. Yes. So my name is Ahmed. I am the director and the head of coach here at Body and Boxing. Uh, so Body and Boxing, it's a personal training studio specialized in boxing workout. So our clients, they, they reach us because they want to get fit through boxing. So they don't want to stick to the uh, regular PT session, lifting weights, counting the reps, or squat jump, or burpees. But they want to achieve their goals through the boxing technique. Right. So there is a bit like not just a physical workout, but as well as the mental strength and a bit of sport, um, the soul of the sport activity behind it. Yeah. So we get people passionate about something. It's not just about, we don't stop in front of the cosmetic result, but as well, we get people passionate about an activity and a sport activity. This is our goal. I really, really love that because I think that like when we're able to build passion around something, it motivates people to actually like, 
get up and move. Um, yes. it's, it's like some people can't walk into a normal gym and be successful. They need something like this to really motivate them. Um, yeah. And that's why I love this. So is it in the personal training setting? It's completely one-on-one or do you do kind of small group as well? Uh, before COVID, we were doing it before COVID. So I, I can't hide COVID affect us a lot. Um, so we were doing it and it was quite successful, to be honest. Uh, we were delivering group class of six people, which basically was almost in a semi-private training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, now it's just completely one-on-one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's completely one-on-one. Is that something that like, as things in the world start to change a little bit are you guys going to get back into that you know small semi-private model or is that something that you feel like will never be a part of body and boxing again it's a good question and this is has been uh the first year after the pandemic here in uk mm-hmm. uh i want to be honest with you we are still testing the market has been a really weird year yeah Giving some satisfaction but at the same time uh, all our data that we had from the, pre- from, the, from the previous year, they weren't matching at all. So because, just to give you an example, last season, usually we have the starting season from mid of September to mid of December, which is basically our peak time. This year wasn't. And the reason why is because we just get out from the pandemic, people, they just want to travel. They don't want to get stuck in the gym. So people that were coming, but they weren't consistent so and in january they start again and this was no continuity because people they want just after two years of pandemic they want just to travel they want to they feel that we're missing something i have to be honest in the last part now before the summer holiday we picked up again and i quite feel i quite feel things are getting to normal so my expectation from the next peak season, like from mid of September 2022 to, to mid of December, it will be back again as normal, where it will be much more consistency. People, they don't have any more than needs for consistent travel, as happened here in London. So we see, so basically. Yeah, it's been a crazy couple of years. And so, oh, you know, yeah. you're not alone there. I mean, no. <laughs> we're all struggling in our own individual way um, in this industry. And we took a hit. Um, but I know if any, if there's any group of people that can rise above, it's the people in the fitness community here. And so I know that we're going to be able to make something wonderful happen out of all this horrible, the horrible hit that we've taken due to COVID. Um, so, you know, right now, are you the only trainer in the facility? Yes. At the moment. Yes. Okay. Wow. So you're probably a pretty busy guy. How many clients do you have? Roughly we, I deliver an average of eight to 10 sessions a day. Okay. And so are those clients that are coming in daily, weekly, monthly, how does that work? I have an average of. My client, the average client is come two times and a half a week. So I have some client that come two times, other client that come three times a week. So I'm quite, I'm in a very uh, residential, high residential area. So in zone one of London. 
Okay. And so before the pandemic, my numbers, they were between classes and everything. I was around 2016, it was around 24 sessions a day. Wow. Because so, I was having other trainers with me and yeah. having the classes it was a different other game. Yeah. So, you know, eight to 10 sessions per day right now. Is that a place where you feel good, you feel comfortable, or are you looking to take on more clients and continue to grow the community of body and boxing? The thing is, I can't take any more clients. I'm sticking to my loyal client at the moment, not because I don't want to take a new client, it's because I'm not scalable. So I'm just waiting. Uh, we have to consider another fact here in UK. We had Brexit as well on top. I don't know if you are aware about Brexit in US. No, I'm not entirely sure what that is. Okay, so Brexit basically, UK was part of the European Union and they decide to get out of the European Union. And so what happened, we had a lot of labor that they left the country, European labor. So, and affect each sector from the food and beverage to the fitness industry, to the finance. A lot of Europeans, they decide to go back home. And so we struggle as well to find PTs, personal training, staff, training staff that can work with us. So basically in UK, we had these two issues. One was Brexit, and the second one, the pandemic was for two years. So, and I want to be honest with you, I know like my number, they may seem little, but I'm quite proud of my business, how it has been coping because he took yeah. two, very, two very hard hits and still standing. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, you're doing what you can right now. And that's pretty impressive. Like eight to 10 sessions per day, five days or six days a week. That's a six lot. Six days a week. Um, that's a lot. You're, you're a busy guy. And so when you look at, you know, you can't really take on any more clients right now. Um, what's next for you? Like what would be your next step for the business? Yeah, the next, well, the next step. So we start, I start, uh, and a consultancy service for other fitness industry, for other fitness uh, facilities. Um, that is was uh, a blessing. So I can share my knowledge in the industry, and uh, I can help other businesses. Uh, obviously, with which I don't compete in the same area with. Um, that is one of the first steps that I took, where I can be committed, but not physically. I can be on remote. And um, the, sec the second step that I'm going to take, it's to open a second branch in a different area. Uh, so, and uh, create an, a class model more than a PT model. Okay. Because it's much more scalable. Okay, so it's is very, that it's is very that hard to scale the business with a personal training now nowadays here. Yeah. It's much easier to scale a business with group classes. I would agree with you, but I do think that like scaling a personal training studio, there's still a lot of things that you can do to to scale. Like it doesn't stop at, you know, eight to set, 10 sessions a day. You can think about, you know, the idea of like, I know it's a struggle right now, but bringing on additional trainers, adding additional kind of levels of service, offering nutrition, offering um, different things that 
your members oh, already, be ascended into? Are those things that you're doing or you're thinking about doing? No, I already, I already included this one. I have already my, um, my nutritionist. I have already like um, my physiotherapist, my chiropractic, so which I collaborate with them. Uh, they were even, they have been working with me in the last two or three years and they are all local. So we, we collaborate with other businesses as well. Okay. So when I say scalability is like having the dedicated guy or girl, PT, working with me, delivering PT sessions. Okay. That was meaning, yes. Yeah. So my next question for you would be, you know, if you look at the business right now, as it currently stands, what are some of the challenges or things that you're, you're kind of, I guess, would call a bottleneck, a bump in the road that you're looking to overcome? And what are you doing to kind of work on overcoming those? So I'm basically at the moment, I'm literally monitoring the market, trying to understand where it's hitting. Okay, here in UK. Um, just monitoring, looking after like a quite good like um, uh, facility, new facility opportunity for the market. So it's basically I'm a real estate agent, basically looking for the right facility right now. I'm positive where I can invest my my money and open the second branch. So this is why I'm I'm doing right now. So if you're looking to open a second branch, is that realistic for you to have the second branch and this branch right now with no help? Or like, do you need to find somebody to help train first? No, it will be, in a, it will be a different hiring process. And mm-hmm. um, we'll build for the group classes kind of easy concept to be scalable. Because basically when you deliver a PT sessions, it's very custom and you need another type of knowledge for it. Once you deliver like a group classes, you can standard the programs, having a trainer like, and it's a kind like a a script, learn how to deliver the classes and training with one week training, you can get someone ready to deliver. So it's quite different process. You don't need a very high a professional trainer to deliver a group class as much as a very high professional trainer to deliver a personal training sessions mm-hmm. are two different level of knowledge. Yeah. So when you go to open up this, you know, second kind of group training facility, what is your plan to really fill this space with clients? Where are you going to find your clients? Um, so basically, I always target um, uh, um, how we can say like high residential area. So what I like for my knowledge now, a lot of people they work from home at least two to three times a, uh, a day per week. So there are less people going to the office. So for us now, doesn't make any much more sense to be in the city where it's high. Uh, high number of offices, but we prefer to go to the residential area where there are less gyms and target the local communities. Yeah. So when we're in like high residential areas, we have foot traffic, we have kind of that word of mouth and we grow. Um, do you guys have a presence on social media? Is that a part of the business and how yes. to reach? Yes. Uh, in my case with my PT studio, um, with the PT session, I have to say Google was amazing. 
And when I was delivering the group classes, Instagram was uh, uh, was the very uh, the good asset for us. So it depends which type of service. So if I, I could I could see like for the PT, most of the inquiry uh, for the PT session were coming from Google, while for the group classes were coming from Instagram. Mm -hmm. When you were on Instagram, were you guys doing it all organically, like just posting and reaching the people that were following you, or or were you guys like running ads or anything like that? I know we were running running ads as well. That's an area a lot of gym owners are really afraid to take that leap and run ads because it's like, hey, we don't want to spend money if we don't know if we're going to make money. So did you get a high return on investment from that? Uh, yes, we, we did. So when I start my business, that's a, I'll give you like what I did. I was really like low in budget and I didn't have the money to the marketing. So what I did, I, I opened up and a group class once a week on Wednesday at 7 a.m. And I was training only models with 20 to 30,000 minimum followers. So I was calling 20, I was calling like five to six girls, like with very high uh, numbers of followers. And against the training, I want them to post for me. And I have to and realize that like I was getting back through them posting a lot of awareness and a lot of people that were um, inquiring about the group classes. Mm -hmm. So from there, after that step, as long as like when the business started to run a bit better, I moved to the ads and, but was already the wheel, was already running the wheel. And I have to say like it was working, it was working, but it take time. It's not, it's not in a quick process. You need to invest. And in my case, I have to say it took almost more than six months before I started to really proper results. Yeah, it takes a little while to get going. And I know for sure that like I'm not an expert at the advertising marketing side of things. Um, and so we have to kind of learn that piece like as we- Same, as same here, same here. I had to learn, but at the same time, I had to find a smart way to do it, to be mm -hmm. different. Mm -hmm. And um, five years ago was very trendy because a lot of Victorian Secret they were doing boxing and this. And I used that concept, okay, so they were only doing one-to-one -one sessions. So like, okay, let's do group classes with models. And that's how I start. And just to, to say, hey, guys, there is this boutique studio where you can do boxing classes. Yeah. And that's how I start. Mm -hmm. So... You know, kind of final question I have for you here is if I were to hand you a magic wand and say okay. everything that you've ever wanted for your brand, for your business, um, you've made happen, what would that picture look like for you? Uh, that's a good question. Oh my God. Uh, you know, like our, you know, our business, like when you own a business, it's like you have a little kid. And he wants to his, he wants us to see him like I know you like the economic side is important, but more than that, when you are the one who creating the business, you want to see your business successful and everyone's talking good about it. And this is the most magic part. So you can you can translate the word successful in different ways. You like it, but the most important that you always hear people talking good about it.
It's like you are the parents and the business is your kid. It's just simple like that. This is how I see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's kind of interesting there, the way that you put that. And I think that's very accurate, right? We think of our, our business as our little, our little kid, our little baby, and we want it to just like grow up and be really, really successful. And whatever success looks like, um, you know, when, we, when you were young, you didn't envision that you would be here. And so we can't always envision where our business is going to go, but just kind of rolling with the punches and seeing where it takes us. Very, very exciting. So Ahmed, thank you for being here today and for sharing your vision with us. It was truly a pleasure. Um, what is the Instagram handle for your business? Where can our listeners go to find you online? Uh, body unboxing, London. Easy. Is it just body and, and then the word and boxing? Uh, yeah, body okay. and boxing, yes. Perfect. Thank you so much, listeners. Thank, thank you guys you. as well. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and we'll be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Hey guys, welcome back to the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Montero, and today, we're joined by Maggie Browning from Burn Boot Camp in Fishers, Indiana, and a second location coming soon in Zionsville, Indiana. Maggie, how you doing? Woo-hoo. I'm great. Thanks for having me today. You got it. Thank you for coming on. Uh, appreciate your time, and uh, looking forward to the conversation. So, uh, Burn Boot Camps, uh, I've talked to a few of you guys, like I said earlier, so uh, I just love the growth. You guys are able to get a high number of members in your gyms, which which I think is awesome. I think there's something uh, special there you guys are doing. So, you, you bought this business 18 months ago. Let's go back in time, not that long right. ago, 18 months, right? Where is your re, what was your kind of goal behind buying this? Why'd you do it? And what was kind of like the goal from a business sense as to why you decided to do this? Sure. Well, my background's in operations and entrepreneurship. I kind of always knew that business ownership was something that I wanted to do. Um, I was in a job that I loved um, as a database administrator for an engineering company, but um, as many things that happened with COVID. One of the things was that my job completely changed. Um, I was grounded all of a sudden. I was behind my computer all day long and I don't sit still well. That's not one of my um, specialties. So yeah. So when the opportunity to train came up, I wanted to train. And then um, I went from zero to hundred in about 90 days as I do with most things. And after training at a local burn boot camp here for about a month and a half, I found out this other one was for sale. And I said, yep, that's what I want to do. And I jumped on it and yeah. um, never looked back. That's pretty cool. So you never did burn before, came into it, 90 days, went hard and it yeah. fell in love with it basically and just uh, left the other career and said, let's just go ahead first into this sort of thing, right? Yeah, and I was part of Burn before, so I was like the yeah. I was I I am their target market. You know, I was I was a mom, middle aged. I have young kids at home, which was absolutely our target market. And then um, after doing that for a year, I decided I kind of wanted to train. That was something that I was interested in. Became a trainer, 
and then um, went on to buy it. So yeah, I went, okay. I've been through the whole life cycle at Burn Bootcamp, which is pretty, yeah. pretty special. Uh, really cool. It gives you a good perspective too of, of the business and the culture and clients you're attracting and all that sort of stuff. So, so Maggie, with you, with you buying the business, um, definitely unique experience, right? Something we don't have on the show much. So what was that experience like for you? How long did it take? Um, yeah. What, what was the time frame there from going from uh, not owning it to owning it? And now I know you have a second location coming soon. Yeah. So I think that like probably the best word to describe it is terrifying, you know, mm-hmm. nothing like, like having small children at home and just like taking your life and like turning it over yeah. and upside down. But um, yeah, it took, I mean, on, I think it was like December 12th that I had um, found out it was for sale. And then yeah. on March 1st, I took over. So in about, you know, two and a half months, yeah. I went from um, yeah. dreaming about business ownership to right. being in the driver's seat. And that was very scary. Um, but also that's the way I operate. I operate at hundred miles an hour all the time. So that it worked for me, you know, it worked for yeah. our lifestyle. Um, but it, at the same time, uh, not that I would suggest everybody else does that because, <laughs> because it does take quite a big adjustment period. Um, I I think that burns really great and the reason that I wanted to own a burn was because like it was for me it was like for me by me I knew I could relate to our target market I knew I had something to provide that other people couldn't um because I our like target market is the busy mom every single burn boot camp across the nation has complimentary child watch and there's a reason for that because we target those people that have maybe forgotten about themselves because life has been so busy and we give them a place to belong that's going to improve their fitness, that's going to improve their community around them. And that's just going to make them the best version of themselves. And that was something that I wholeheartedly believed in. Yeah, I love it. It's a great mission. And uh, obviously great, you guys know the target market and who you're attracting, right? So we can market to that person to get them in the door so we can so we can serve more people. So yeah, Maggie, you there? Oh, yeah, sorry, I Here lost you for a second. We're back, we're back, we're back. Uh, I know, we're, we're back. I got everything you said. So like perfectly, it leads me to the next question perfectly. So every burn boot camp that I spoke to, you guys are able to get a good amount of members. So uh, in your your Fisher's location, this first one, what has been the marketing strategy like since you took over? Yeah. So we've partnered with a third party social media advertisement, um, Pancham, and they've done a great job for us really driving our social media ads. Um, Something that really is near and dear to my heart that I've been on is we try to get out into the community. We try to be a part of community events. We try to be seen and heard in the community because that was my vision in the beginning was I wanted to be the it gym in the area. And so I think that post COVID world, like we live in a world where a lot of people are social media exhausted right? We have fatigue from social media and that being the only way we're connected with people. So we really try to get out into the community to get our name known, um, whether it be like we're the trail steward on the local trail or whether we're part of the events or marching in the parade or whatever it is for our local town is to be known um, by name. Um, Another marketing strategy that's just been amazing for us and we will always 100% use is referral referrals. Like, you know, the best marketing you can do is word of mouth marketing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a big part of our industry, right? Something like, I think 50% of service industries. So, so like ours get new members from that word of mouth. So sure. using referrals, like we're all about systems, right? So using referrals, a good way to systematize word of mouth better. Uh, maybe some incentives you may throw, you know, a t-shirt or a free month or yeah. also good. On the social media piece, how, how effective has that been for you like this year in 2022? You know, we have gotten a lot of people from it. I think that, you know, if you think about like the touch points that somebody needs before they come in and make a decision to join your gym, right? So they need like six touch points. 
you know, right. then I think that that's just increasing the, the availability that we're going to get those touch points in a short amount of time. You know, they drive by us and they see us on the street. They saw us at the market. They, yeah. they saw us up teaming up with the, the local shoe store and they see us on, you know, um, on, on Facebook when they're scrolling late mm-hmm. at night, then they talk to a friend and then all of a sudden they're like, okay, I need to go in and I need to check that place out. So I think that having those touch points in quick succession really makes it so people will come in and make the decision a little bit quicker. Yeah, I agree. Uh, people have to see what we're doing, you know. So, and a well-faceted marketing marketing approach, obviously, great. Get him in the door. So, get that new member in the door, Maggie. I joined today. Uh, I may not be your typical client, but I joined today. I want to come. We, to we have lots of dudes. We have lots Good. of dudes. We call them our burn bros. They come. I'd come. Guys. I'd come work out yep. there. No, no worries. Yep. It's, it's all good. I love battle ropes and all that good stuff. So, uh, I joined today. What is like that new member experience? They walk in the door. How do you get them acclimated to the to the gym and getting involved in the class setup? Yeah, so you walk in the door. We might scare you at first with our high fives and energy, but that's my goal. Um, I want everybody to feel the energy when they walk in the doors at our uh, location for sure. Um, You'll meet our trainer. Every single one of our camps is led by a certified personal trainer, and we really are personal training in a group setting. So our job, my head trainer, her name is Katie Gladio. She is phenomenal. She is um, the best of the best, but her job is to know you, know your injuries, know you the modifications that you need and make sure that you're at that rating of perceived exertion between an eight and a 10, every single camp, every single day, no matter what. And we absolutely are going to help everybody we leave pushing them to their max. So they leave saying, Hey, I did something today that I didn't know I could do because we are going to build a generation of specifically women, but women and men raising their confidence, believing that they can accomplish more than they did yesterday. Yeah. I love it. And, uh, I don't think there's much else better we can do for society than, than what you just said. So like, amen. that's why we're both here, right? Both kind of in this fitness world, uh, kind of such a big impact on people. And, the, and for us, obviously we're helping them. And then for us, end of the day, gives us a good sense of purpose, I think, which, which drives us, Absolutely. As, right. It drives us as business owners even more. So uh, with that being said, so we, we have a high number of members here, Maggie, in first location, again, second location coming soon. Retention is a very important uh, priority as well, right? One of the mm-hmm. key with a lot of members, how are you able to best handle retention, keep people engaged and like feel like part of that community and not get kind of lost in the crowd, so to speak. So what are some sure. good practices you guys use? Sure. Well, we're really big on community. So from the somebody moment somebody walks in the door, I team them up with people that might be in a similar stage of life that they are. So they can create bonds of commonalities immediately. Um, we are also big on having community events. Um, we have our Facebook members page and our um, that um, allows people to connect, talk to people to see that other people are going through life and other going through struggles and to see we're kind of all walking this path. And I think that that's our number one um, for retention is, and it's hard sometimes because it's tangible. It's like this community environment that we provide because we're all real people. We have that in common and we love people hard. Um, but I want them to know my goal um, about a year ago, I said to my team, I said, I don't care if when people walk in the door, they sign a membership or not. But when they leave, I want them to say, man, I loved that place. Yeah. And I just have this, I just know without a shadow of beyond a shadow of doubt that people are going to keep coming back if like the only thing that people have to say when they leave is man I love that place so that is always our goal and so far our retention's been really good you know some months are better than others life is crazy for everybody um but I just love on people hard for wherever they're at and um trust that it's all going to come back around in the end yeah Yeah. I I I can feel an energy coming through the zoom lens here so uh, I'm sure it's even stronger you know uh, in the gym so yeah I think that's a huge part of retention like you said building community and 
sure you guys do a ton of events and that sort of thing. Is there any ways you're able to communicate with the, with your members when they're not with you in the gym, texting or some sort of technology or anything like that? Yep. Yep. So we text, we have a texting platform. We use, utilize, sorry, LoopSpark for our texting, um, which has been an awesome addition to um, our organization. And um, we do a lot of emails. We, we, we have, I have one um, staff member that is in charge of calling people and our team too, that we know don't do anything else. So we kind of like touch all the bases and we get that a lot. Like you guys communicate so well, but I'm like, people can't be a part of the community unless they know what's going on. Thousand percent, yeah. Make them aware of what's going on. Awareness is everything, right? So, yeah. as mentioned, Maggie, your your team. So, what up? Obviously, besides yourself, which I want to get into your your kind of role here in the business in a minute. But what does your team look like uh, behind you? Yeah, um, I have the best team. I'm a little bit biased, but they're awesome. You know, I mentioned our head trainer, Katie Gladio. She has a great team of support trainers. Um, uh, what ideally it's going to look like once the two locations are opened up is like I'll have a lead trainer at each location and then support trainers with Katie, um, you know, uh, managing both of them. Um, on the operational side, I have um, an operations manager of both my, my gyms named Jen Holland and um, a eventually we'll get to the point where I have a facilities manager at each location that's defined with each location that is in charge of like the day in day out operations. Um, so I think that that's key. And that's probably been the hardest part about have like inheriting sure. a staff, buying a staff is finding the right people in the right seats and figuring out what you want your org chart to look like. So um, that's, what's really cool about opening gym number two is I get to decide that ahead of time and putting all those people in place now that I think are going to make us successful in the long run. Yeah, uh, yeah, we can't we can't get there without that team behind us in place. And yeah, super unique, like you said, buying this business with a team in place. You know, and now you have the second uh, location coming here soon, getting to create that team. You know, yep. from scratch, you know mm -hmm. how you want it exactly. What at this point in time is your day to day role in the business, Maggie? What does that What does a typical day look like for you? whatever it needs to look like for me. All right. So um, I do a lot of the operational side, um, yep. you know, a lot of the processes, especially gearing up to open location number two, I am in the thick of, you know, ordering and compliance and making sure that our gym is up to code for that. Um, but I do a lot of the operation side, making sure that everything's right. You know, I always tell my staff, like I handle two things. I handle confusion and contention. So if anything is confusing or contentious, like I tell my staff, send that to me. You know, sure. that's, that's my job as the owner. Um, in addition to that, like the payroll, all the boring stuff, like it's, you know, yeah. just filter to me, like the payroll, all that stuff. Um, but I also try to spend at least like a, a day. So I'm there for at least one e camp time each week yeah. at each location is my goal to be in the gym with my members um, because there's just something irreplaceable about, you know, I got, I want to be part of that. And so right. I can't become so far out of it that I don't get to, you know, yeah. be in it with my people on right. a daily basis. Yeah. I think there's a lot to that. And uh, like you said, kind of left the old career because, you know, things changed during COVID and like behind a computer all day. So getting in the gym, I'm sure is awesome. You know, is there anything that experience you brought from the, your, your past career and work that you've, that's kind of helped you in this new career in the gym? A lot of gym owners come from being personal trainers and, you know, something along those lines. So you're coming from a different background than, than normal. How has that helped you? Yeah, I think that this help I've had is I was a part of corporate America for so long that yeah. it's like, like a business and that's right. okay. You know, and I think that that's been my biggest advantage coming into the location I'm at is like, okay, it's not a hobby. And I know for so many people, it kind of started as a hobby, but sure. it's like, if we treat it like a business and put it at a lens through business, like my, my goal is to make things repeatable, duplicatable, 
you know, repeatable and duplicatable. Like let's create processes so we can do it again. And it's not for any other reason than, you know, how many more people I can help if I have five locations? Do you know how many more people I can help if I have six locations? It's all about um, doing it for the right reasons, but like also staying on track with needing to document those processes, put the right people in the right seats, things like that. Yeah, I love you said make it rep, uh, rep, being able to repeat it for your yeah. second locations down the road. And uh, that's amazing. And like you said, it is a business. So like we have to treat it like mm -hmm. that, which, which is great. And so let's, let's talk about that. So big picture stuff here now. Right, you have one location, the second one's here coming soon. I'm sure you're probably already doing like pre-sale and that sort of stuff. Yeah. What is like, yeah, we're getting uh, there. yeah, what is like the big picture goal now? You're like, like five years from today, 20, whatever today, July 5th, 2027. Where are you at uh, with being with this business, business, business ownership? Where is your boom, boom, burn bootcamp business at that point in time? Sure. So I heard somebody say the other day, and I thought this was so great, that um, goals have numbers and visions do not. And so my vision for my gyms is always going to be to be the it gym that empowers the most people in the community possible. I want people to know they can come to my gym for a safe place to be empowered, to be challenged, and to feel their best goal wise, um, you know, it's like, I have a family for myself. I'm feeding my kids with, with my gym. Yeah. And so I want to create, um, my, my goal is five different burn boot camp locations that have solid 400 plus base memberships. Um, wow. so that, um, eventually I can sell them and, you know, yeah. and, and retire and live wherever my kids are. Cause I'm going to be that mom that just goes with them, um, wherever they go. I'll so that's going to, yeah, that's my, you know, long-term goal. Yeah. You know, that's probably not, that's more like, how old am I? That's probably more like 15 years down the road, but I really, I have this vision that I'm going to start creating this, um, these machines, right. So I can like put out a burn boot camp, find somebody else that wants to buy it and kind of train them up on how to lead it because that's important to me too, right? I don't want them to just sell it eventually in 2050 to anybody. You know, I want right. somebody that cares and loves these people the way that I do. So I'm gonna, I haven't figured that all out yet, but I'm gonna create this process of bringing people in, helping them to train them and um, so that they can slowly buy the business from me as I wean out. Yeah, yeah, no, I love it. And I, I love having that like, uh, you know, predetermined kind of port that we're trying to sail to you know we may not get there we may get there in a different way it may look different but yeah. uh to serve as many people as possible you know create a business that can provide good income for us in a career and then an asset mm -hmm. to sell down the road right and i think that's i think that's awesome and i see a lot of that from burn bootcamp owners at least the ones i've talked to came from the corporate background put those skills into this fitness uh lens now pretty much so yeah that's yeah. that's awesome maggie's Things are going great. Second location coming, more to come. What are like the biggest challenges you faced since you, you took over this first business? Well, I don't know if y'all have noticed, but staffing is a big giant mess in the whole entire world right now. Right. So that's probably my number one struggle all the time is just finding the right staff. And you know what? Trainers isn't a problem for me. And like, I have bomb trainers, like they rock. Um, but like our child watch staff, like that's really challenging yeah, is to find people that like need to work, work our child watch. So that's a forever issue that I'm just, um, I've learned to kind of actually hire somebody out and be like, Hey, this, like, I will make it worth your time, but like, this is your problem now, yeah. um, which is a great, great decision. If you can find do that hire your problems out yeah. um so that's probably my number one issue and the second like staffing i love my staff but sometimes like finding that line between loving somebody and actually like making business decisions is a really really hard line and that would probably be my second biggest challenge i make is like are they the right person for the right seat and probably investing a little bit too much in people yeah yeah nature of the beast right kind of kind of part of this industry but yep overall i mean yeah staffing's been an issue across the board for sure especially with those kind of positions so but hey sounds great 
get a second location opening soon. When is that planned to open again soon? I know you said it's a few. Or a few and, weeks. Yep, in August. So we're going to hopefully by the end of July get our keys. Yep. And then my husband and I um, will go in, we'll build our floating floor, we'll put down our rubber floor, we'll start unpacking all that equipment and mm -hmm. um, be able to get up and run and hopefully in a few weeks. That's awesome. Maggie, uh, appreciate you coming on today. I think it's a perfect place to uh, to wrap this episode up. Where can listeners check you out? Like uh, email, sorry, email. Jeez, website, social media, yeah. email, email if you want. All that good stuff. Yeah, so my gems at, um, are uh, on Instagram, Burn Bootcamp Fishers, Burn Bootcamp Zionsville, Indiana. My personal Instagram is mags.b, M-A-G-S dot B. Um, so you can check me out there. Um, we also have our Burn Bootcamp websites, which are relatively boring. Our Instagram is much more fun. So yeah, come check us out on Instagram. You can see what we do. And definitely, if you haven't been in Austin, you need to find a Burn Bootcamp near you and go check out a workout yeah, i don't know if there's any there's none near me that i know of i maybe you're you know you have to send me a message tell me where you're at i'll find I'll where you're at. you have to find one for me yeah i, I cannot yeah. i'm thinking as we're speaking and yeah i have not seen one near me but i'm sure there is somewhere but uh yeah i i'll i'll try any kind of workout i'm down for it yeah. also. i love it Maggie, this, was, this was great uh love talking to you love all the systems in place uh and the vision we have for the future and hey best luck with location number two here coming soon all right thanks austin have a great day you as well. Listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Andre Skiba from Skiba's Gym out of New Jersey. What's going on, Andre? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Alex, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to uh, speak on your program, because one thing I love is my gym. Of course. I might have a diamond in a bank, but I got a hell of a gym, my friend. No, no, man. And I'm excited to talk with you, too. I know you've been, uh, you're quite experienced or you've been, you've been training for 50 years, doing a lot mm -hmm. of um, competitions and whatnot. So excited to hear your perspective. Yeah, I have over 100, 150 competitions under my belt. Yes, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. And, and I wish the, the listeners could see you right now, brother. You're looking swole today. The forum's looking good. So <laughs> no, I, appreciate, I appreciate you joining. Um, but yeah, let's not waste any time here. How, how did you get started? What is it that made you want to start with opening your own fitness facility? Okay, I'll tell you, now, this is encouraging to every single person out there. I was in a gym and, you know, you get everybody saying, oh, I'm going to open a gym, this and that. And my, my, uh, my mentor, Jimmy Ciccarelli from Atlantic Health Club, a legend, um, he said, you know what, Skeebs? Don't be like everybody else. I hate to say I'm going to curse a little. Am I allowed to say one bad word? Go okay. for it, go for it. 
either shit or get off the pot. Either open the gym or don't open the gym. Yeah. Well, I walked out that day. I started making phone calls. I called Powerhouse Gym, and I decided to start my first gym. A giant, at that time, it was a giant hardcore gym loaded with, like, for a middle-class community, and it was really hardcore. And that's when I got, it was fantastic. It, it, uh, I had 2,000 members with everybody, you know, three months and six months and everything else. It was a hit, and we had a great time doing it, myself and Eddie Zebo, my partner. Okay. Okay, awesome. So, so Skiba's Gym here. How long have you guys been open for at this location specifically? This location here, the one in, in uh, I'm at right now, is only open about, this one's five years. The one before, because it's so funny, down a block, I'm half a block away from my old place. See, every single place I got bigger. My first place was 1,500 square feet. Then I went to um, uh, 2,000 square feet, and I went to 3,000 square feet. And I just keep, I don't, I don't know if I want to get any bigger if I, cause I just want to be able to afford the, the, in this economy, the rents, I got a small little place. I'm able to afford it. I could even afford it by myself. So this is my place, number one to train. And I'm just lucky that I have the opportunity to train and I built a lot because of my name and powerless. And I've, I've had a lot of people come out here and what they call like the, the West side barbell, the East coast. It's just a hardcore gym loaded with West side barbell training equipment. Okay. Awesome. So, so Skiba's gym here. So you guys, I know you're mainly you're focused on competition, right? Training a lot of competitors. Mm -hmm. What is yes. your bread and butter, your main revenue driver look like? Is it more so just selling those, you know, typical open gym memberships come in whenever you want and train? Yeah, basically that's it. And, but it's, it's not the way I really got to go to doing an EFT like all the new people do. Um, I basically, I, I really should, cause all my friends tell me I, I could depend on the capital I'm bringing in instead of sometimes when summer comes and dies and you yeah. lose a lot. Of but I really want to start doing that, that EFT type funding or something else you could recommend down the line. Yeah. Why, why, why haven't, haven't you as of yet? What's been stopping you from, you know, switching at least to that model, right? Because it does put you in a better position as an owner. Just economy. And uh, second of all, kind of people, these guys are powerlifters. Uh, I always tease. They're, they always are little cheap not like bodybuilders they have more money than god powerlifters they have the first pair of knee wraps they've ever had you know they're they're, they're tight they're a middle class community you know and they're just you, you try and time up with certain kind of money they get scared even though they realize they got to keep the place open because otherwise they have they have to go somewhere else and you got to keep the place open for yourself as you know a business yeah, too. yeah me i'm i'm always you know i mean no matter what because i said this my gym is a tribute to my father this yeah. place will not close. I don't care what kind of capacity I get to keep it open at. It's going to be open. Yeah, definitely. And, and I know, you know, it's a little more difficult to make the profit, the money that you want by sticking in a niche um, like powerlifting. Have you yeah. ever thought yeah. of doing anything else to try and supplement to get some more income? Maybe. Well, actually, I've been very fortunate. Um, the people from Animal sought in their, in their uh, goodwill to sponsor me. And um, they helped me with supplements. I speak at the Arnold all the time. I, um, I used to do all the seminars for them. And uh, that helps me out a great deal. So I sold a lot of their product. And now so I also have a used equipment business. I run out of here. And I've been doing very, very well. Between that and Dynabody, which is the greatest equipment company I've ever seen. A guy heavy runs it. He's been, he made the stuff for every single person there before Rogue started making all this stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, like I'm very lucky with that. Of course, the Mars Bar the greatest um, uh, bar that I know of to use for training, whether it be regular squat, uh, back squat, or front squat. 
Okay. Okay. Awesome. And, and I always have to ask this, Henri, how was your COVID experience? I know you're based in New Jersey, you know, pretty much. Oh my God. It killed us. I'm telling you something. Just thank yeah. God. I mean, I, I was blessed because what happened is I always have a lot of old equipment here. So I was able to sell. I sold a lot of my stuff I really didn't need because I have, I mean, it is loaded. They'll only complain about people all the time and say, I have too much stuff. All right. So what I did was I sold dumbbells, I sold plates, I sold whatever I had to stay open. Uh, some people were very generous. Some people paid their memberships, even though they really couldn't come. And then when we got the okay, because my gym is built into five or six different rooms, I was able to have one person per room and still keep training. So I did okay with that. But basically what it was, was a real hustle. That's why I'm being so economic, economically careful in case that we go into the depression when they predict, you know, I just really... I want to make some money on the side so I can bank it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Okay. So let's see here. So you're sitting at about 60 to 80 members right now. I do always like to ask, is that a number that you guys want to stop at? Or are you trying to hit the gas right now and see some new faces? I like to hit, well, I like to hit the gas and get maybe another 100 power lifters. But um, I don't take it normal people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said before, my friend just did a, um, uh, advertisement for uh, I have a seminar coming up this this weekend, which I'm at the um, Linden Powerhouse in New Jersey. Uh, my friend Will is running it. He runs a health food store out of there, and he's helped me get this thing and help promote it. And uh, he's a very famous guy. I like him very much. He's a guy that says where there's a will, there's a way. And uh, I just I just really I surround myself with people like that. And when I see that, I'd like to get a few more people in here that are serious. Okay. Okay. And, I'll help anybody. Listen, my background is I'm a special ed teacher. I work here with autistic kids, not profoundly, but some people that are, you know, like challenged. And uh, because that's just my background, that's just the way it is. And I just, I, those kind of kids in my, my community here, the guys are here. It's always the biggest ones that have the biggest hearts. And uh, they help all my kids that need their special needs. They're really wonderful people. And, and how does that work for you, brother? Because I know it is a difficult, if you want to get another hundred power lifters, that's a tough niche to dive oh, into, yeah, I know. right? So, so what how do you first? find more people to bring to your gym? Do you do any type of like advertising, digital marketing? Well, is it all word of mouth? What I'm doing right now is I go to contests all the time. Okay. And I promote my gym and everybody sees me. Hey, Skiba's gym. They don't even know my name anymore. I'm Skiba's gym. All right. But that's okay. Because um, they know what this thing represents. I've had people tell me when I was out in California, some real high core lifters. And they said, you know, that's on my bucket list to visit your place. I said, holy jeez, that's amazing. Because there's so many people that have taken a different direction. And I've kept the old way, you know, and also combined some of the new, like the last samurai. And I just really, um, people like it when they come in here. I make people, you know, they shake hands, they're friendly. The whole thing that happens in gyms is nobody wants to feel like like a, like, like a third wheel. And so what happens, I always come in, sometimes when I bring new people in here, I say, hey, listen, this guy's my cousin or my uncle or son. They all laugh because they know it's not true, you know? And uh, so that person comes in, everybody befriends them, and they feel good about being here, and they stay here. I am, this is, this is much more, this is the old world when we pass it forward or pay it forward to people that really want to learn. If you want to learn, I'll do anything for you. If you don't, 
I'm going to tell you, I, I was going to say a bad word, get the F out. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. And, and so how many, you know, would you say wanting to eventually get to like 150 member mark, how many leads would you say you get on a given week or monthly basis of, you know, just people who show up at your gym interested in what you have going on um, and so forth? Well, well, lately since this podcast thing, I've, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bounce off and get a lot of people from this. I always, uh, not, not a lot, maybe I'll get maybe three or four in a, in a month from one podcast, one from another. Uh, but it really helps out because they see, when I go to the contest and do the same thing, they, uh, they really, they, they see that I'm part of the community because a lot of these guys, they own a gym. They don't do anything for the lifters. I go to lifter. I, I'm also very well known as a very good coach. So I coach a lot of people and I go there with them. That's part of the deal. And I don't do personal training because what I do, if they're here in this gym, I help them. And uh, that's why we're very, very successful with our competitive athletes. Okay. Okay. And, and so let's see here. What does your process look like for when you do get a lead, right? Let's say it's just someone like myself or, you know, maybe another power lifter who heard about you. Um, they show up to your facility. What's your process for turning them into a paid member? What I basically know, usually most of the time, I say, hey, listen, go jump in with that group. <laughs> they go jump in with that group and they see my guys are, they're like, I mean, any single one of anybody that's here knows how to train. And second of all, the people that are here, it, it, it demanded of them to be like, you know, like pay it forward. I spent the time teaching them. They're expected to teach somebody else and help somebody else. And because of that, we just grow, we get all. I mean, the quality lifter I got coming out here is just excellent. The number of world records, national records, high school records. Westside Barbell was, was legendary known because he basically, you know, picked people, brought them in, and he didn't even charge them. He just let them train there. And um, because of that, when they know it's a good facility like that, I have people that have come from uh, New England. I've had people to visit. I've had people from, I have a person coming out to visit me from Phoenix, Arizona. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and they come out and they enjoy training here. And whenever some big wheel comes out, they usually come stop here. Animal used to do all the photo shoots here and they still do. I love it. There you go. So so what kind of is, or do you do the um, the selling currently yourself? Do you have your other trainers also, you know, turn people <laughs> into members as well? Well, Marty Gress, Priyanka, uh, Tommy Campbell, when they're here, they uh they'll do some of that stuff but uh okay. Mari Gress is, is the person that she's uh she's a person that is a competitive bodybuilder and powerlifter and I usually hand it to her and Jamie uh Bukoto who's IFBB pro she's gonna be doing training here too cool cool there you go so you have some your team helping you out I have well. yeah I'm opening up so I could do some bodybuilding I even bought a cable cross so I broke down and bought one but us powerlifters could use that too there you go. So you sell supplements as well within your gym, right? Could you tell me a little bit about that? What type of supplements do you sell? You know, is it the basics, just, you know, vitamins? Well, if you look behind you, you see the animal anarchy sign. Yes, sir. I, uh, I do a lot of animal products because the reason is they, they believe in me and sponsored me. And that's been for, I don't know, 10, 15 years. They use me to speak at the Arnold, like perform at the Arnold. And, uh, since they honor me, I honor them. And I tell them they, they make a fine product. They're a bigger company, so they have to really stick to the, uh, the rules. All these little companies, I, I mean, I give some people credit for trying to get in the business. But what they do is they try and uh, 
cheat around what they're supposed to be in a, in a supplement. Yeah, exactly. That's like the downside of selling supplements at your gym. You know, you want to make sure you're selling good shit, right? You don't want to, a lot of supplement companies are, are sketchy. They're cutting corners. Yeah. They're adding weird, you know, ingredients in. So, you know, making sure you have a good product to sell is always super important. I've tried animal too, that they have some good, I've tried their pre-workout actually, um, which get, get you zapped there. So, um, well, no, I'll tell you what, what else is good real quick. And this is not even trying to be a salesman. Flex is outstanding. I know a lot of people that are my powerlifters. It has such a combination that it just helps people a lot. Um, uh, animal pack has been a, uh, uh, staple for 40 years. You know why? Cause it works. It's a good product. Yeah. I'm not saying anything else about anything else. They're, they're the only, only companies that get assayed all the time. I've been to that place cleaner than a hospital. What's your hottest selling product right now? Your hottest selling supplement? What would you say is the most popular, you know, supplement that you are selling? Of course, protein is big. Right. Um, another thing that's always big is pre-workout now. Pre-workout. I don't know about you guys. Pre-workout sells like crazy. Yeah. And branch chain aminos. It used to be a dead product, but now since people have learned how good it is for you, uh, it's it's really uh, amping up. Okay. Okay. I used to own a health food store too. I used to have a small little health food store where I sold all the different products. And uh, so that's going back 40 years ago. <clears throat> so, okay. Okay. And another thing I wanted to touch on just really to shoot some ideas with each other. Right. I know, you know, figuring out a way to, to make some more money from within your facility is a point of focus for you right now. Have you ever I thought, love, Alex, I love this. this. This is great. I can't wait to watch. I Boom. There you go. Alex, thank you so much. No worries, bro. This is part of I it. You know. you know, technology is technology. There's yep. stuff. Yep. Yep. No worries. No worries. I know the question we left off that and I'll be able to edit it. So it sounds fluid. So no worries. Um, just pop your camera back on and we'll continue where we left off. You can't see me or wait. I can't see you. Yes. Wait. Zoom leave. I didn't wait. Uh, start video. Oh, come on. Give me that thing again, bro. Okay. I'm on. Boom. There you go. All right. So let's pick up from here. Um, I'll just give a clap and I'll ask that. I'm question. trying not to scare you. I look like Shrek, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you look good. You look good. All right. Let's do this. So I'm going to give that clap and I'll just pick up on the question again. Let's go, baby. Right. Let's rock. All right, Andre. So one thing I did want to talk about, I know a big point of focus for you is figuring out a way to be able to make some more income, make some more money from your gym. Have you ever thought of, you know, maybe offering different classes, different type of training, maybe for more like the general fitness space? It doesn't have to be right fully a general fitness gym, but even in the summer here, you know, boot camps, different things. Actually, like that. I, actually I'm listening to you. What I did was I built my, uh, um, Ben Menahem and uh, Aaron Landy built an outside um, carport for us that I'm going to start doing kettlebells and yoga. And see, I believe in that stuff. And I know a lot of real guys do it too. So I'm going to do that. And I'm also, another thing I'm doing, as you know, is my t-shirts. Every time I put them up on uh, Facebook and when I'm going to start putting here on a podcast, I sell like a hundred at a pop. So there's no reason I don't sell them all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. And how's, I mean, yeah, doing a kettlebell, I mean, a kettlebell um, program would be even smart too. Yeah. How's that worked out for you going into that space of kind of moving away, moving more towards general fitness? Mm -hmm. 
Well, also, let me tell you, one of the greatest powerlifters ever, Donnie Thompson, is the one that taught me kettlebells. A lot of powerlifters use kettlebells. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Okay, okay, awesome. And, and so what does the future look like for you, Andre? One question that I always like to ask, right, is if you had, let's say, a magic wand, let's say a magic business wand, right? You could tap your business. It would be in the exact position that you want it. What would that really look like to you? Would that be a revenue number? Would it be a membership number? Um, so forth. Actually, if I had, I'm telling you something, man, I really am a happy cat where I'm at. Because listen, I had both. I had the large gym. I had a tiny garage gym, which was famous too. And I'm at right where now where I'm at. I'm pretty happy. All I'd like to do is just find a way of making some some income that can make it easier on my wife and I. My wife just retired. And, uh, you know, I really believe people as they get older should be able to live better, not worse. And unfortunately, in this situation right now, people aren't. It's very, you have to stretch every dollar you got. I'd like to get to the point where it's comfortable, where I could, instead of buying something, you know, like, you know, always keeping any car that's 20 years old, have one that's relatively new or whatever. So that's one, that's one of the things I'd really like. Then that has to do with monetary type things. That's all. That's it. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, what do you think are some of the boxes or steps that you have to take to get to that point so that you could be making more of an income, be able to sit more comfortably with your wife here? Well, actually, what I like I've done, like I've taken it serious now. I'm here a lot more. I travel a lot more. Uh, you know, I do different things like selling the equipment, you know, the different products and so forth. And uh, I'm doing taking uh, social media serious. Yeah. And I really like to get, that's why I'm so into this podcast thing. I'm going to blow your stuff up too, man. I mean, I really like what you're doing because um, it really is something, a gym guy, if I get one idea from watching one of your seminars, boom, it's gold for me. Yeah. So yeah. that's, Honestly, that's, you know, that's what I'm looking at. So, okay. Okay. And Henri, so we know what you want for your facility, right? We know that you obviously have a big passion for competition, the members that you have, the people that you have hired as staff at your gym, but what mm -hmm. is it that you want from the business? What do you want the business to give back to you and your family at the end of the day? I don't know. I just like to do something. So one day I could, uh, I don't know, just be able to go on vacations and just treat my wife like a queen, like she should be. Yeah. That's I it. it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode, Henri. Before we do head out of here, if you would love to give a shout out to your Facebook, Instagram, website, anything, just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym. Oh, thank you. Alex, first of all, everybody, I want you to take a look at this website that he has, Jim Ward, because it really, you know, he contacted me, Alex contacted me. He's professional. And I'll tell you something, I know when I show this to some other people, they're going to absolutely love it. So gym people, uh, gym owners, and real lifters, there's going to be a lot of things on here that can help you. Already here, he got me thinking, he got me going in a different direction. And I thank him for that. And it's uh, Skiba's Gym in Cotteret, New Jersey. Uh, 732-598-9369. But listen, check out Jim Lord because I'll tell you something, the guy's good eight. All right? Yes, sir. Andre Skiba, you guys, from Skiba's Gym out of New Jersey. I appreciate you once again, sir. I appreciate you giving some of your time here today. 
Um, and as for the listeners here, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.